As a kid, playing with my Star Wars figures, the rules were always very simple, at least to the general population. The Empire are the bad guys, and the Rebels were good. However, when I used to play with them, it kind of just depended on my mood for the day. Sometimes I would enjoy playing as Darth Vader and be the Imperials, and then other days I'd enjoy playing as Luke Skywalker and being part of the Rebels. Which is why I like reading the books and comics. It allows you to explore the more morally gray spots on both sides. For many ordinary soldiers and civilians, the Empire kept the galaxy at peace and was an instrument for good. Like it says in the opening to Shards of the Past, for some, the Empire brings fear, for others, it brings hope. Though the Empire was a monolithic fascist regime, not all of its members were diehard genocidal fascists. Its leaders were, yeah, for, definitely. And of course there were officers and soldiers that shard the Emperor's vision, but not everyone. Some were just there to do their job and hope they were doing the right thing, as we will explore in this Grand Moff Tarkin comic. In the novel Tarkin, we were introduced to the brutal Darwinian survival of the fittest upbringing of the future destroyer of Alderaan, Wilhuf Tarkin. Raised on the Outer Rim world of Eriadu, the relentless and deadly hunting expeditions he had to endure under the tutelage of his uncle Jova molded him into the ruthless and cunning man he became. A man driven by ambition and power through fear. We saw him put his hunting skills to use against Vader in a previous video that I covered. I'm gonna link that one below, be sure to check it out, it's pretty cool. They just hunt each other to the death, almost, and it is canon. In this one-shot issue, we open on his teenage years at a hunting expedition under his uncle, as he is being chased by some of the most ferocious indigenous predators, screaming for help. It becomes quite clear that his uncle will not lift a finger to assist. It's kill or be killed, so when the wild beasts attack and begin to mutilate the young Tarkin, he succeeds in snapping off one of their sharp fangs. And then we cut to years later on the Death Star. Tarkin is overlooking a planet called Rango Tan and orders Admiral Motti to update the entire crew over speakers on what the planet is like. It is compromised of three major civilizations, with total populations of 45 million. All are pre-hyperdrive civilizations, like us, with no interplanetary travel technology of their own, and therefore have remained neutral in the Galactic Civil War. Tarkin orders them to fire on the planet. However, before the world-annihilating sequence can be completed, it's abruptly aborted, revealing they are running a simulation, unbeknown to the crew. Tarkin wants to know what happened. Some of the 168 gunners necessary to operate the Death Star's laser failed to complete the procedures needed for the sequence to commence. Mati promises to investigate and find the individuals responsible, but Tarkin wants to see all 168 gunners immediately. As he holds the inspection of the gunners, Tarkin singles out one of them, the chief gunner, taller than Tarkin and at least 20 years younger than the Grand Moff. Scrutinizing him over, Tarkin notes the gunner has no scars, except for one on his knee from a grav ball tournament. Not a scar received in combat. Tarkin then removes his uniform jacket and shirt, exposing the multiple scars covering his body for all to see. He then challenges the chief gunner to a fight. He's not allowed to refuse, but Tarkin lets everyone know that if the gunner wins, he is to receive no punishment. Instead, he will be promoted to captain. The gunner is then handed a vibroblade, while Tarkin uses a dagger fashioned out of the fang he snapped off the beast so long ago in his youth. The fight is pretty 
savage, but it's swift. The gunner is completely outmatched by the 60-something-year-old man, who stabs him to death. But it's all a fantasy in Tarkin's head. Something he would like to do to the gunners that wavered the moment they thought they were about to destroy a whole planet instead of a holy city on Jeddah, or a base on Scarif. He lets them know that if they are unable to carry out their orders, they should report for decommissioning and be shipped to the labor colonies. It is their only warning. We then move to the comic scene in A New Hope, where Tarkin orders the destruction of Alderaan. After the successful outcome, he asks for the mission report reaction data. He is looking to see if any blue flags were detected. Anyone who hesitated, and some did. So Tarkin had these blue flags, including the chief gunner, brought to him. The chief gunner objects as they did their jobs. They destroyed Alderaan as ordered, but that isn't enough for the Grand Moff. They have to want to follow orders, not simply just follow them. There can be no hesitation. We then learn that the chief gunner was born on Alderaan, but educated on Coruscant, which he denies gave him any hesitation. But he relents and asks Tarkin, had it been the other way, would the Grand Moff destroy his home planet? Tarkin then fantasies about blowing up Iriadu, seeing his uncle reduced to ash and smiles. He would do his duty with pleasure. He then immediately has the hesitant gunners spaced out of an airlock. In his quarters, Tarkin takes a break from the day's work and relaxes. Situated at a prominent place along his personal items is the dagger made with the beast's fang. What are your thoughts? What do you think it would be like to be one of the gunners on the Death Star? Not only do you have to follow orders, you have to want to follow them too. Did they deserve to get spaced? Hope you all enjoyed this video. Please leave a like on this canon one if you did, and I will see you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Now, fulfill your destiny.